Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. On a recent coaching call, we got on the topic of statistical process control and control charts. I shared a video with them that I'll put a link to in the episode notes, and I basically just captured the audio of my explanation around SBC and thought it might be a good topic for the podcast. So check it out and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks. Yeah, and so I think the maybe as you're if you're running across these processes at some point, I think if there is testing being done, the question would be, is it just checking for pass fail? Like it's in the spec or not, yes or no? Or is it like trending the data to look for potential patterns in that data on a control chart that might spot the problem earlier? Because like in the video, they probably have a test that, you know, that, that has to pass on the, on the door closing. But if you just only check it for pass fail, that would that test didn't fail the test. Like when they found the outlier, that would have passed the specification. So they would have sent it on saying it's good. But what they wouldn't have realized is there was a broken fixture in that process. And how much longer, how many vehicles would they have produced before it did fail? Maybe it's another hundred vehicles go through when they finally realize, oh, now it's so bad that it's failing the test. Well, a hundred vehicles ahead of that, you've got a signal from a process that something went haywire. So now you've lost time and how much waste has been generated in the time from when the process told you there's an issue to when your specs told you there was a failure. That's kind of the gain of control charting is the ability to more quickly detect when a problem has occurred that you might not see until later if you're just checking, is it in spec or not? So it's kind of meant to be a way to keep you from running into failures and defects that get scrapped out or thrown away. You hopefully can proactively find these when the problem occurs and jump on it quickly. Yeah, the goal would be they actually would shut down the process in, in, in the middle when it starts acting up so that they're, you're minimizing the waste and the defects and the scrap and the rework and the lost bass and, you know, all the ramifications that come with finding the problem downstream and all the process that's been run since then, all that is suspect. And so the, the longer you wait to find the problem, the more that gets potentially thrown out or discarded or scrapped out at, at a lot of cost. And so the key is how do you quickly find when the process starts acting up? And so, yeah, if you can monitor the equipment real time and pick up those trends, even if it's passing, it can still tell you there's something wrong. It's not acting the way it's used to, it used to act. And that might be a sign of a problem. Sometimes there's a lot of overreaction to, to the noise of the data. And so I've also seen where people will say, oh, that looks high or that seems low. I'm gonna go and adjust the equipment. I'm gonna add a little bit more here. They're like, they start tinkering with the process settings, thinking that there's a problem. When in fact, if you looked at the chart, it would say, that's just random noise in the numbers. Don't, don't worry about that. Only if it goes over these particular lines on the chart, do you, should you react to it? So sometimes it can 
prevent some over adjustments, which actually increase variability in the outcome because people start moving the settings around. Oh, I'm gonna add a little bit here, or tweak this a little bit, tighten this up. It's like leave it alone unless you get a signal from the process data that there's some issue there. Sometimes that can be uh, another benefit. It cuts out some excessive variability that's being done by people trying to, trying to perfect the process and they're actually making it worse. It goes from 2% to 2.5, 1.5, that's okay. That's normal variability. If it goes to 2.8, now there's something ish, uh, unusual about that. Now we need to look at that more closely. But if it's 2.5 two to 1.5, to that's been historically how it runs and that's good. Just leave it alone. Those limits are usually at three standard deviations from the average. And so if you go outside three, then it's unlikely that would have happened naturally. So it says that probably something happened in your process that needs to be looked at. And if we get like a, a situation like that, we can deep dive into that, this section. Like there's quite a bit of stuff on control charts, but the gist of it, I think you got, hopefully from the video that is just such a good tracking tool. There are some statistics there, but um, the key is that it can help mitigate or prevent the size of the problems when there are problems um, and head them off a little sooner than if you didn't track it that closely. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.